The program which follows is brought to you by Resonance 104.4 FM. You're listening to Very Loose Women. Thank you so much for coming. We really appreciate it. This is our third Very Loose Women show in the pub. Some of you are diehard listeners and know everything about us. And some of you, maybe this is your first time hearing Very Loose Women, let alone being here with us. In which case, I'm Leo. I'm Emma. And I'm Catherine. And the purpose of the pub show is that it's a fundraiser for Resonance FM. We've asked all of you to take one of these star-coloured cards. Hopefully you've got them. We've asked everyone to put down a word that sums up their worst ever date. So anything that's longer than a word, I'm discarding. Okay, I'm just going to read them all out, and then we might revisit some of them. You guys have had some really bad dates. Cult. (laughs) Whose is cult? Bins. Parthenon. Parthenon. Free tickets. Kebab. We've heard that one, but it was great. Queasy. Now I'm confused by this one. Married slash head on arm. Asleep. Embarrassing. Stinky. Wet. Exclamation mark. Why is that worse? Wet. Meditation. Demons. Ambush. Chair. Now this looks like it says PlayStation Trump's lingerie. Several words, but I like it. Perforated. Too drunk, which someone's hyphenated, which is sneaky, but grammatically inaccurate, I think. And bloody. Okay, those are already great. I'm actually quite excited. Was there one you wanted to hear? So I think cults really yeah. stood out yeah. to yeah. me. Sick. I'd love to Peter. hear it. Sorry, but I've just found another one that says, meh, with a little sad face. That's really sweet. Sorry, go on. Um, I think the word is more interesting than the story, but um, I went on a date with this guy called Will. Um, and while we were at a pub in Camden, um, this random couple came up to me when he went to the toilet and said, oh, I should probably let you know, at the time I was 20 and he was 28, 29, so a little bit older, and he looked quite ropey as well, like he had a beard and quite... Yeah, um, anyway, when he went to the loo, <laughs> this couple came up to me and were like, oh, I think, you know, you should just be a little bit careful because that guy looks like he's in a cult. And I was like, oh, that's How do you weird. know from someone's face? I don't know. Because don't of know. the beard. I mean, I was 20, so I didn't know at the time. And I still don't know. Now I'm 28. So anyway, we went back to my flat because <laughs> we drank a lot. And on the tube, another couple came up to me and were like, you need to be really careful because that guy looks like he's in a cult. <laughs> and I still don't really understand what any of them were talking about. Was he? he was kind of beardy. So maybe it was like the pre-hipster cult. It was in 2007, so I don't know. Yeah, yeah beards weren't think, commonplace then. For no. So Did you ask like a, him if he was in a cult? No, because it's I rude. was a bit freaked out, and then he was in my flat. Uh, <laughs> then it was too late to ask. Yeah, I know. Um, so yeah, that was the cult reference. Whoa. And, and did, did it go okay? Did you see each other again? Did he? Oh, oh yeah. The next bit of the story is that um, <clears throat> we had sex. Uh, <laughs> And then afterwards, he got even weirder because he... (laughs) No, um, he kissed his boxers. (laughs) And he was like, these are my lucky polar bear boxers. They always win. So that was it. It was really gross. I'm not sure what the sound that everyone made after that was. It was like, (laughs) is that sweet? Is that disgusting? That's horrible. No, I I never saw him again. I had to get a friend. I messaged a friend and had to get her to call me to try and, you know, say that I had something urgent. Thank you for that. I actually really want to hear married slash head on arm because I'm confused by that. 
Well, I thought you'd throw it away because it's more than one word for starters. But no. is that why you, you threw some random words? Five well, random it's, words. It's two different stories. Sorry, I've actually got a third one, which is even better. But you know, we'll go for the best one. Yeah, best one. We don't care about the other. Listen, there are three prizes. Well, I mean, the married one's very quick. Which is, I had a date with a guy. He texted me half an hour before saying, "I can't get away from the wife. Maybe next time." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was the maybe next time, which really pissed me off in that situation. Another additional story was my ex-boyfriend on our on our first date. I went round to his for dinner, which is you know questionable as to whether it was a date or not now because everyone says can't be in someone's house. It's not in the Venn diagram. So <laughs> did you kiss? I had prepared a, a, a friend for the fact that he might be a serial killer. You know, so I was like, I'll text you before eleven p.m. Let you know. And so I prepared After my text 11 at eleven p.m. You know, and said not a serial killer and hotter than I remember. I accidentally sent it to him. Obviously, <laughs> we ended up together for two years though. So, I mean, obviously works. I would really like some advice on this head on arm thing. This happened to me on Tuesday. So I went on a date on Tuesday and um, the guy was a bit weird, like a bit, a bit rude, whatever. He, he basically grilled me on, a, on my past relationships towards the end of the date, which I just think is no go on a first date. So when I got home, he basically texted me and he said, it was really easy to tell that you were bored slash uninterested. So good luck. <laughs> so I text back and just said, yeah, you too. Just a piece of advice. Like, don't grill people on past relationships on the first date. You know, yeah, I'd like to give some constructive feedback after dates because, you know, <laughs> feel it'd be useful. He texts me back and said, yeah, when people put their head on their arm, I find it really rude. So, what, what do you mean? so I thought I'd ask an inappropriate question after two hours of being polite. Goodbye. What do you mean, head Which on your arm? I don't know. I, yeah, I, were you asleep? I mean, are you actually yeah. also asleep? No, oh I was like looking interested, maybe. Evidently <laughs> not. Head on my arm. Like that, yeah. Like that's an interested look, not like. It sounds like I he was looking just to be rude. If you have to support your head with your arm, you probably aren't that interested. Well, <laughs> I don't think that's true. You could just Come be on. like, I'm <laughs> sitting like. I mean, leaning, I, 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 would, I would appreciate some feedback. On that. Yeah. No, what if you're just like leaning in because <laughs> you're in a crowded pub and you're like, mm-hmm, I'm so interested. Yeah, exactly. I'm I couldn't so really hear interested. it. But that's head on knuckle, isn't it? The hand should be at your ear. Anyway. Thank you for this, no that selection of stories. I'm going to go with chair. So I spilled some wine earlier. I am quite clumsy. And then I smacked my head on the door coming in. So you can probably... Do you want to not sit on that chair? Yeah, I'm holding a glass of wine right now and I'm really worried about it. I, um, I, I was on a date with a guy. I was extremely nervous. Nervous. I'm nervous now. I think I was nervous because I got his phone number out of the directory of our tennis club where I'd been looking at him. What, is that how you asked him out? Yeah, so I rang, this was the day where people didn't have mobiles, you just had a landline. So I set up the date because I was like, okay, I, I looked him up, I, I knew his name, he didn't necessarily know mine. And I rang the, the landline and I was like, hello, can I speak to Julian? He was like, it's me. I was like, okay. So I told him who I was and how I knew him. And so we started talking, Some, somehow he didn't seem too weirded out, and we arranged a date. But I was really nervous about the date, having been admiring him from afar for a while. And we went to Pizza Express, which was like Franco Manca back then, because it was, you know, it was, it was that good, right? And Whereas now it's more like Pizza Hut. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. It, she, it's, it feels, anyway, I, I digress. Uh, no, I won't, I won't. It's a popular choice for my husband and I now. 
<laughs> I hear right, every okay, day is a date on. when you're married. So <laughs> I I've met never the, heard that before. <laughs> I met him at the restaurant and I was so nervous that somehow I didn't know the waiter had like pulled back my chair and I just sat <laughs> on the floor. So that was a bad How a long bad did you moment. sit on the floor for before you realised? Oh, I was up quickly. I was up quickly. But then we went on another date and he said to me, oh, you've got some pen under your eye. But it was just a vein. And at that point, I was like, I don't think this is going anywhere. Aww. Yeah. Tragic. Great story. Thank you. Um, I think one. maybe we could share some of our worst dates. I think, Catherine, yeah. you've got quite a good one that I like that you... Mine is perforated. And also... Pip. Yeah, Pip as well. So I'll tell you perforated first. So this is actually probably my most awkward date. I went on a date with a guy who asked me at a Halloween party. And I thought he lived in London too, but he actually was coming in from like, it was like somewhere really far away, like Southampton or something. He was commuting in. So I felt the pressure big time. He had a perforated eardrum and the cocktail bar we went to was of his choice. And it was so loud. It was like a Thursday, you know, somewhere in Soho, down in a basement the music was so loud and obviously he couldn't really hear out of his perforated eardrum so I had to like lean in and really shout and mid-conversation about two hours in I was doing this and I just saw this like trickle of blood come out of his ear and I was like I'm so sorry but I think your perforated eardrum is like really bad and you shouldn't be here I think you need to get on the like and he was like I've got to get the last train back to Southampton and like go to the door. Anyway, it was just it was just so awkward. And after that date, we didn't see each other again. But actually, we went to the same Halloween party a year later. And even though it had been a total disaster, he still asked me out again. And we went on another date that was really awkward as well. And I was like, we can't keep doing this. And then Lemon Pip. Pip yeah, Lemon Pip specifically. This one, there's no reason why it became this awkward. But I went on a blind date that my colleague set me up on. And if you've ever been set up on a date by a colleague, you'll realize that when you go to work on the Monday morning and the date's been on Friday, you're going to get a grilling and people are really excited and they want to know what's happened. And if it's a total disaster, you can't be super honest and say your friend is an abject weirdo and I like had an awful time. That can't be what you do. So you're trying to look for a positive. But I had a really terrible time. Like my friend said to me, I've always thought as soon as I met you that you'd be a great match for my friend. And when I met him, I was like, He's so rude. He's so arrogant. <laughs> like, this is really upsetting. But we got in the pub and he started off this really intense conversation about his love of collecting samurai swords. Um, <laughs> when I'd arrived, I'd gone to the toilet and I just felt like I couldn't go to the loo again like 10 minutes in to kind of get away and regroup. Bought me a gin and tonic. He goes, do you want ice in the slice? And I was like, yeah, please. <laughs> And it had about three This is important slices, information for later on, guys. Three slices of lemon, and they were all heavily pipped. <laughs> the horror! So, <laughs> so I took a really big swig, being like, I'm in it for the long haul, I've just got to get on with it. And I got, like, maybe, like, three lemon pips in the swill, and I was like, oh, God. <laughs> and I think two of them just got swallowed, and one got stuck right under my tongue in the middle, and I couldn't get it out. So, like, you know, normally if some things, like, stuck in your tongue, you might just be like and kind of get it out I was like wiggling it around and I couldn't get it out so like I could feel it and every time I swallowed it like kind of made me gag a bit and whenever I talked a tiny little bit of spit would like spray out but the only way I could get it out would be to have like actually like lifted it up and kind of gone like uh 
And I was like, this is too awkward. And we're already having a terrible time. And I went to the toilet 10 minutes ago. I should have just been like, I need the loo again. But for some reason, I just felt like that would be a bit or, weird. I've got a pip in my mouth. Hold on one moment while I remove it. But basically, I kind of was so like bored by what he was saying. He was, you know, talking about the sword. Did you have your ages. head on your arm? So it was like a competition to myself. How long can I keep talking and drinking? And then we even had hummus and pitta. Ooh. How long can I do all of this? With you could have snuck it into tongue? a little pitta pocket. Come on. And I was like, I wonder how long I can keep this going. So I kind of ended up having like a competition with myself. Well, spraying spit everywhere. <laughs> Three hours later, the pip was still there. And I realized I was really drunk and I needed to go home. So I finally went to the bathroom and got rid of it. And the next day, I got a text from him being like, you're really lovely, but I don't want to see you again. And when you talk, you spit everywhere. <laughs> and I was like, I can't reply and say... It was the lemon pip <laughs> just underneath my tongue. Went to work the next day and they're like, how is your hot blind date that Kate set you up on? And I was just like, um, yeah, I mean, it was lovely. I think we're not really that well suited, but yeah, it was fine. And now I'm just like, I worked with Kate for three years. For three years where she's saying to people, I can't believe that Catherine went on a date with a friend of mine and spat all over him. She's such a weirdo. But yeah, so that is my second worst date after perforated. I don't have anything really to compare to that at all. I probably would dispose of a pip if it was in my mouth. But I had a quite a weird date. So generally I go on dates with, well, I don't go on dates generally at all. But normally it would probably be with a man. But this is my first date from OkCupid with a girl. I was like, okay, I don't really know what to do. It's kind of scary and whatever. We'll see. And when we met, we had started chatting. And she said, oh, how's your OkCupid experience been? And I said, oh, you're, you're my first date. What about you? And she said, oh, I've been in a couple... And she started talking about them. And I said, oh, how have they been? Like, what's your experience been like so far? And she said, oh, well, I went on a date with this nice girl who lives in, like, a pub in Elephant and Castle. And she's fixing up at the moment. I went, oh, that's my housemate. <laughs> Cue five minutes of awkward, awkward laughing. Yeah, I didn't really know how to recover from that. I think she thought it was a trick somehow. But I think we're still friends, maybe. Um, that's my weirdest, worst it's not that bad, but it was really awkward. I actually mentioned mine on the show that we broadcast yesterday, so our avid listeners. So everyone heard it already. Already heard it. Yeah. Um, but it was, um, yeah, being recommended a dating app on a date. Well, <laughs> that, that wasn't great. I, I didn't realize it was going badly. That should have been a warning signal. And then I guess it was, I guess a weird one would have been the time that it was pre-planned, Tinder, and then outside of my house. Because we went to three locations in Kent, which is Ramsgate, first of all. Mm-hmm. All in one day, might I add. Margate and Whitstable. All in one day. Whitstable's a great place. <gasps> yeah, Whitstable is great. And we went to like a church service in Ramsgate just by accident. <laughs> it was great. And then we saw like this jazz concert on the beach in Whitstable. Margate. Sorry, this is your worst ever date. No, not the worst date. It's back to my... Dissection is worst date. I I realise that. (laughs) Just to clarify, we're talking about our worst ever dates. No, but I'd already covered mine. What I want us to talk about is the worst date we've been on. I just wanted to know, is that a date if there was no physical contact at any point in the whole day? Sounds like a holiday. It was a holiday. Okay. I had a lovely time. So I'm just, I'm, I might just read out the words that we've got left and put yeah. your hand up if you want to tell the story. I mean, I've definitely to. got a couple that I want to hear, like... Bins. Yeah, we've got a hand up. You were bins, I believe. 
This was like a catalogue of disasters. We are, were supposed to meet in Notting Hill Gate and go for tapas and then go to the cinema. Perfect Sounds date. lovely. Yeah, really nice. He was Nods from the audience. 40 minutes late. Unacceptable. Ooh. And like that. turned up really unapologetic, just basically like, oh, sorry, couldn't get out of work. And then, <laughs> so instead of tapas, because I then was like, right, where's this tapas bar? He's like, oh, we're a bit late, really. So we just went to the pub around the corner. And so instead of tapas, we had gin and tonic and a pack of crisps. And he stole all my cigarettes. And then we went and sat in a really cold cinema and watched Iron Man. <laughs> Three? Three. <laughs> Three. Oh, the one with Gandhi the, in it? The saddest no, end of all. And Was then we watched Kingsley? Iron Man 3. Go on. And then uh, went for a little walk. And then before we went down the tube, uh, we stood by the bins outside Notting Hill Gate tube station. And had a bit of a snog. And then we never saw each other again. I bins think can be romantic. What we can learn about Not this really. is... Not really. If you're going on a date, don't go see a sequel. <laughs> that is true. It's quite good. It's like you, could, you can watch it without knowing too much about the previous two. But do you want to? We, have actually, we said we'd finish at Ooh. 9.30 and we've run over 15 minutes. So if you do need to rush off for a date, for example, then <laughs> please I mean, to also, that. let me just point out, you can leave any time you want. <laughs> you're not bound to stay no. here at all. Um, like, I love that you're all here, but... Uh, and before you the leave, door is open now please donate go on Harriet alright wow so. us oh no don't say that I'm gonna try I'm gonna try oh sorry meh so, us no so that's the thing I was gonna tell that one because that's the most recent one I went on it was just like so boring I literally fell asleep but was your head on your arm <laughs> no are you was, asleep also? oh no, no I couldn't be mm. but this one's better actually it was, it was bad but also good because I dated this guy for two and a half years after this but um it was kind of we met up in Hyde Park and it was the first time I'd ever met all his friends and I really wanted to impress them because they're all really lovely. Can I um, just make a really quick point that did I have to give permission for people to leave? <laughs> You're always allowed to leave, guys, please. Sorry, go on, Harry. No, it's really strange because like literally so many people left. <laughs> like as if they've been sick. They didn't leave, they didn't leave. There's no, still no. like four hundred people in the room. room. Everyone's enraptured. So basically, I went to Hyde Park with this guy and all his friends were there. And one of them could, um, he was double jointed and he could get into his door by like putting his hand in the letterbox and like twisting his elbow around and pulling the lock. So he's really cool. So I wanted to impress him. Uh, so we're all sitting there and chatting and doing all these like weird tricks and stuff. And I was really boring. Uh, and then we were like, oh, let's go have a swim in Hyde Park Pond because that sounds like a great idea. Uh, that's where the swans all hang out. Uh, and then, uh, so we're walking towards it, and I'm trying to walk, you know, cool and look really awesome. And at the edge, there's loads of moss. So as I stepped and put my foot on the edge, the first person to get there, I just slid straight in, in all my clothes, <laughs> splashed into the pond. And it was fucking freezing, so cold. And I was really embarrassed. And my friend, he thought it'd be a really nice idea because I was really embarrassed and just sitting there and there's like literally 15 people looking at me while I'm alone in a pond with like loads of swans near me. He decided to get down to his pants and jump in and scream, oh my God, the water's great, <laughs> which was really nice because <laughs> I was like, oh, thanks. And then when we got out, obviously eventually we had to get out because we couldn't pretend it was really good forever because it was really cold. Um, and then when we wanted to go home, I'd, I'd like completely soaked my phone and my five pounds. So we had to walk 
for three hours to get to his house because we couldn't get the bus. But he did walk with me and that was really sweet. So oh. hmm. That's nice. So one. maybe that wasn't your worst. It was really cold. <laughs> um, okay, I think we've got some time pressures on us. So I'm just going to quickly read out the last things. If anyone wants to tell the story, please do. We've got bloody, wet. <laughs> we all wanted to hear wet. Wet and bloody. <laughs> Who wants to go first? Bloody? Oh, so I'm, I'm pretty sure it was a date because we uh, messaged through OkCupid. But for some reason, I don't know, she wanted to meet like at about midday at hers. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so I was like a little bit hesitant because I was like, oh, it's not really acceptable to just like drink at midday, is it? I'm not sure. Um, but so I rocked up and um, we were desperately casting around for like topics of like mutual interest. And uh, we basically had none. Um, but eventually we were both like... Drugs? Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. We both like drugs. Should we, should we do some <laughs> drugs? What, what, what drugs have you got? Um, and she had, like, a bit of weed, so we smoked some weed. But it had been a while, so I got really stoned. Um, and then she ended up saying, hey, I'm, I do pedicures. That's my thing. I do pedicures. I'm really into doing pedicures. Shall I give you a pedicure? And I was like, uh, yeah, all right. Um, and I thought, I thought, you know, she's just going to, like, file my nails and like, paint them or something. But um, she got out this, like, quite, like, big knife... Uh, <laughs> And started kind of like like carving like quite a lot of nail off, um, oh, and it like it started to hurt, um, and I was kind of I don't know I had like this moment of being like really stoned and just kind of like I'm just in some stranger's house and they are like literally carving like my body off with a knife, like is this is it, is this normal or that's uh, not a date. <laughs> um, and like eventually like it started to bleed and it it bled quite a lot and I was just like ah yeah um and she bandaged it up and she was like really really apologetic and it was like I felt really bad for her like more than me uh but then she was like do you want me to do the other one uh, <laughs> I was like I'll be all right <laughs> and you survived that was bloody. Obviously, not all our fans, friends, could be here tonight, but we had some stories sent in, and I thought, Tom and Lucy, you're such great readers. And I'm a married couple, and you're on a date, so maybe you It's could, always a date when you're married. It's always a date. So maybe one of you could read one, and one of you could read the other one, and you should have your little script Watch there. out for that Careful glass of that wine. wine. <laughs> I swiped this guy on Tinder, and pretty soon I knew he was unique. We didn't have the usual chat, but instead he launched into pretty interesting conversations. For example... Him, how was your day? Me, it was good, thanks. I chose to paint my bedroom moss green number four instead of Japanese maize. How was yours? Him, I finished a chapter of my PhD thesis on longevity and met some wealthy philanthropists to discuss my funding my business into inject private capital into charitable work, which I think this generates change more than the state. Me, <laughs> I knew that I had to meet him. <laughs> These two people sound not destined for each other. And this is a long paragraph, so bear with me, ladies and gentlemen. Conversation pretty soon descended into a debate. Firstly, he revealed that he monitors everything and has done for years. The usual vital stats, but also what he eats, where he gets ideas, who he meets, a quarterly review of his Myers-Briggs profile and two separate journals, one of great ideas and one of risks to be aware of. He made two entries during our date based on things I said as he didn't want to forget them. When I asked him why, 
he recorded everything so religiously, he replied that it was twofold. Firstly, to be as healthy as possible, and secondly, to understand the conditions which led him to have good ideas. <laughs> and the reason for wanting to be healthy is to live forever. And he wanted this for everyone, though. And really Hold for on, can we just clarify that? The reason was because he wanted to... He wanted to live forever. Fantastic, continue. The last person I heard who wanted to live forever was David Brent. <laughs> that is not in the letter that we were sent. He wanted this for everyone, though, and really thought that immortality was a way to improve people's lives. Being a civil servant, I came up with lots of governance problems for this. <laughs> How would you manage an ever-increasing population? How would we ensure the health of an aging population? How would you house everyone without building further into green space? <laughs> if no one died, would it negate our need to procreate and continue our family line and thus negate the need for love and long relationships? Would the implications of murder and war become even more powerful? As by killing someone, you'd be robbing them of internal life and not just a few more decades slash years. Was she trying to get out of the date? Was she like, oh, it's pointless then, isn't it? So. It's not clear from the text. <laughs> Thank you for staying loyal to the text, Tom. Always. Would we equate age with wisdom? <laughs> he had thought of everything. He really was one of the most remarkable people I've ever met. And I admire his vision and drive. <laughs> but thought it was a bit far removed from reality. No full stop by the writer. Let me just make two very quick points about that. And that is a story from my friend Helen. who She's told me that story many a time. And only recently did she explain to me that the reason he wants to end all death is when he was a youngster, his pet dog died. And he was like, Mom, but why? And she was like, everything has to die. And he was like, no. It doesn't. <laughs> Honestly, that's why. And also, she had this crazy like five-hour date with a man who thinks that all deaths should be ended and all animals' IQs should be raised to 140. And when explaining the date to me, she said, yeah, and then we got to Walworth Road and he didn't know which way it was to Waterloo, as if that was the crazy part. Um, we have one final crazy... Now, fans of the show will have heard this, but it's one of our favourite stories we've ever had sent in. We don't get many sent in. Um, and I think, Lucy, you'd like to read it to us. Last summer, I moved back to London from the US and broke up with my American boyfriend at the same time. I decided to try internet dating to distract myself from the sadness I was feeling about the breakup, not to mention the constant rain and lack of job. So I signed up for Guardian Soulmates. I agreed to go on my first internet date with a guy who sounded interesting and looked hot in his pictures. But when I met him at Gooch Street Tube Station, he was really short, just over five feet tall, and way less attractive than in his pictures. We went for a cup of tea, his suggestion, and the conversation was awful. He talked on and on about his job designing industrial coal factories or something. He told me all about the blast furnace system, as well as his trips around the US debating for the Oxford Union, including details of a debate he lost and was still very bitter about. <laughs> He talked me through the unfair scoring system. <laughs> then, a little while into the conversation, something strange. <laughs> oh God. Something strange happened. He opened this cardboard box he had been holding since we met, 
She didn't mention this earlier. Um, pulled out a glass bell jar containing a stack of men's collars and placed it on the table. I thought maybe he had to use them for formal work <laughs> meetings, but he said no. He bought it as a conversation piece. He hadn't just bought it either. He told me he got it in Belgium a few months previously. Here's a picture of the same type of bell jar he produced. And then there's a URL, which I'm sure can be put on Guys, the, we're going to tweet that imminently. The next day, I cancelled my subscription with Guardian Soulmates. Beautifully read. Thank you, Lucy and Tom. Thank you, both of you. So we are going to... Uh, wrap up now. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you for all your contributions. Yeah, thank you so much for coming. Please We've donate had a if great you can. Time. And this show will be broadcast. I will edit it heavily. Donate. Please donate because this is a fundraiser for Resonance and they make it possible for us to do a show every single week. So thank you guys so much for coming and please, yeah, compensate Resonance heavily. Thank, thank you. you guys. Resonance is a not-for-profit broadcast platform and relies on public support. If you like what you've heard, make a secure donation at resonancefm.com.